Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hey, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. How are you doing? I'm winding down my teacher calendar, right? Like my my internal system, I feel like works different than others. But yeah, summer is upon us. This is our summer show. I'm excited to talk with you. How have you been doing? Good. I finally got my medicine. I am like operating on normal Kristen time again. Nice. I feel... I feel good. Yeah, I generally, this is the time of year. My favorite few months are May, June, July, August. So at this time of year, I'm usually feeling better than other parts of the year. And, you know, winding down another rather kooky, <laughs> yet very rewarding school year. And, uh, yeah, and we're here to talk summer and summer plans. And I kind of want to hear on your end, like, about Awesome Ladies Live and kind of how, what, you know, what you decided on that. And I mentioned in last week's episode that just this whole past three months and, like, everything that's been going on and May especially felt like I grew up. Like, I mentioned that last episode, but I was thinking about it a little more and I, I feel like it's not like grown up I'm an adult now but there's like a maturity and understanding that's how I feel about it I feel like that it's a whole bunch of things personally and globally that I just feel like I've gotten a more mature understanding of and that's how I'm going into summer with that kind of flying around so yeah I think that's well one that's awesome Two, obviously no one was expecting 2020 to look like this. Right. And when you go through things that you're not expecting, you know, growth is inevitable. If you get through it, Mm -hmm. then you are stronger. You're more resilient. You are a different person on the other side of it. And that is almost always a good thing. Sure. And now we have summer, which for me and you is usually our favorite time of the year. Mm-hmm. But also, some of the things that we love most about summer are not going to be the same as they are most years. Yeah. Like, we don't have, you know, major trips away planned. Right. We don't have major gatherings with other people planned. We're not, like... I mean, I'm not planning to go to the beach. I'm... Even though Lake Michigan, as I have discovered, is even better than the ocean. And going to the Lake Michigan beaches are one of my absolute favorite parts of the summer it is amazing swimming in lake michigan beaches 
is legit one of my absolute favorite parts of living here. Mm-hmm. But it's a little bit far of a drive to go if I'm not sure that I can practice safe social distancing. Mm. And if I can't, then I'm not going to just get out and spend the time to, right. to, to not be safe. Right. No, I hear you. Do, speaking of safe social distancing, like phase one last week, right? And restaurants have now, I mean, I don't know how it is by you, but New York was an epicenter. So we've been slower, I feel like, to get to, you know, a place of semi-social normalcy. But I think it was kind of premature. In my opinion, I feel like it was a little premature. But Well, see, that's the thing. Same, we've been right behind you. It's always been New York, New Jersey, and then mm-hmm. Michigan. And for a couple of reasons, there was uh, the Detroit public, the Detroit International Airport was taking international flights for a little bit longer. The Detroit metropolitan area has a lot of mitigating factors for why it was a hotspot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why Michigan and our governor was such a hard ass. And, I mean, her being a woman did not help for getting called out. But, you know, Michigan for a long time there at the beginning was third in deaths and third in cases. And when you're not the third most populous state, that's a huge problem. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we reopened a lot of stuff last Friday. And I, too, am feeling a bit of unease over it. Mm-hmm. Especially since cases in a lot of areas that are not here are still going up. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, yes, everyone wants to get back to normal. Everyone, whatever normal is, everyone wants to start doing things and going back to being with people and all of those things. I totally get it. I really do. I am dying to go and buy plants. I'm dying to get back into a like a restaurant and do all those things. But I'm not dying to do it. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. that's the thing. Is like I you know, we right. say like, oh, we're dying to do it, but no, we're not. Like, let's not die to do it. Let's like live. Living is the important thing. That's so interesting. Because then I think I know from my end, I haven't heard your summer, you know, update yet. We're going to do it on this episode. But from my end, everything we just talked about in the last three minutes is fueling how I'm gearing up for summer, right? Like a lot of the stuff that's on the top of my priority list isn't what it would normally be. Like I feel like these past three months have, I usually think of summer as like the rest time and like, you know, just decompress and have the space. But we've kind of had that the past three months. Like I feel like that's already happened. So now how am I going to use the next two months before we hit fall and school starts up again, whatever that looks like. Like, so my kind of list for the summer is, is because of, is like geared toward that whole feeling is that we kind of already had three months of space and rest and home. So now what do I want to do for the next two months if that's the case. And then 
littered also with this new feeling of like maturity and understanding like of what I want out of my life and what I want my days to be filled with I guess yeah and I think that that's another thing is that as we get older and now going through this it's a lot more of like well you know what do we want our days to look like what do we want each day to fill us with instead of like, oh, yeah, I'm going to wait for that two-week vacation over there. Can't wait for that two-week vacation. Working for the right. weekend. Working for that vacation. Right. And we've had this, like, what are our summer plans episode before. But I feel like this is an important one to have now because it's not just an – it'll serve as an update for our listeners to know what we have planned. But it also, I think, would – might inspire that that you just said and other Pete and our listeners like how do I really want to frame this summer to work best for me and the circumstances that are happening like it's, it's right and and to I normalize I think this weirdness because everyone's going right. through weirdness yeah and you know whatever the weirdness looks like for you yeah it is it's weird and it's rough and it's different and you know there are lots of people who have had summer traditions their entire lives that are now being broken right and like that sucks it does yeah. but there's no reason why you know you can't go back to your traditions after this there's no and there's no reason why this summer can't still be great right you yeah. know, just because you're not doing all the things that you usually do in summer doesn't mean that this summer can't be great. And I think that's such that's mm -hmm. such a good point. And greatness doesn't have to come from spending tons of money. It doesn't have to come from going to far away places. It doesn't have to come from extravagance. Or like a lot of times when people think of summer and vacations, it's like they want these extreme experiences. They want to feel that like I went on an adventure, but this summer could be great in a way that everything you do week to week is your choice. Like I feel like oftentimes we choose the experience because it is a open, you know summer and vacation time and people are off or whatever. And it, it does make sense in that time to choose that space, the 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 experience part of it but you can choose like whatever you want now like <laughs> it's a very autonomous time totally and I think the cool thing about that is that you can bring so much of that with you into your everyday life all the time like there's so yeah. many cool things that you can bring with you from like a, a Disney vacation or, you know, any of these big extravagant adventures that we can go on, road trips or, you know, whatever it is that are, we consider summer adventures. Sure, we bring, like, great memories, wonderful experiences, and, like, that those sit with us forever, sure. But when you do small micro-adventures and the things that we're learning this summer, all of that stuff can just as easily stick with you especially if you start doing like little practices um or if you learn new things this is a great summer to pick up a hobby pick up a, a yeah. craft pick up gardening pick up cooking baking anything there's so many different things like we talked last week about being a beginner this is a great time to be a beginner at something yeah and if you 
suck at it and decide at the end of the summer you don't like it anymore, what did you lose? Mm-hmm. Nothing. You try five yeah. different things. Maybe you pick one at the end of the summer and you're like, ah, this is the one I like the most. And there's so much, like, you can, there's so many, like, different things online happening, too. You can, like, sign up for all these, like, virtual camps and stuff and pretend you're going to camp again. And I'm excited for so, oh, my God, there's a bunny and it's little. It's so little. In our neighborhood, bunnies run around like squirrels and we've been seeing the past month the little baby bunnies too they're cute so that's one of the things like i'm actually really excited about this summer is just watching all the little baby animals in my yard sure they're tiny and they're lovely and i like having little animals in my backyard makes it easier for me to not be sad that like we're not you know traveling around to the state parks and hanging out and doing picnics and Driving all over Michigan to see, like, two was it two summers ago or three summers ago that we went around and tried to hit up all of the different fairs that were in Michigan. Like, we went to the world's largest breakfast table, um, and we went to tall ships. Like, that's not going to happen this year, but... Yeah, like, fairs, I'm going to miss. I love me a good fair. Right? Like, <laughs> that, that's, that's kind of a downer, but, like... yeah. That's that's not going to happen this this year. Yeah, that's that's a sad one that that's that's not going to happen. So like that is going to have to you have to make up that kind of thing with something else. And like it can be really great to figure out, you know, what is it about the thing that you're going to miss? And the thing about the fairs that I love is all of the different stuff going on. Yeah. I love that, like. At the the county fair here, which is, it's adorable. It's just the right size. Mm. They have, like, all the 4-H animals. So they have, like, bunnies and little chickens and little, well, they have big horses, not little horses. Um, And they have cows, and so I can spend a little bit of time looking at that. And then they have, you know, all the fried foods you can get fried oreos and fried vegetables and all the other fair things and then they have games and then like it's just big enough to like just be entertained for a little Mm -hmm. while and then the art fair is here which they put online this year and it's just like it's that unique bit of entertainment that you're not going to get anywhere else or any time of the year exactly it's that that specific like mm-hmm. usually a weekend, maybe a Thursday, you know, like, and it's, it's that it's coupled with a season. It's, it marks that time on the calendar. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's going to be different this year. Yeah. It's just, it's going to be a simple summer and I feel like an intimate summer and I've been seeing like, like we've been doing outdoor barbecues. Like we went to, one of Tom's co-workers last Sunday and like I was so grateful to just sit at a table and eat a burger yes. like like that like it, 
the gratitude factor, I feel like it's going to go through the roof, but for simpler, more intimate, more autonomous, personal kind of a way. And I'm just accepting it. Yeah. And I, and I, you know. I think it's, I think it's in that sense, it's going to be a good thing for us mm-hmm. because so many of our shows over the last two years have been about the like the commodification and the glorification of busy lifestyles mm-hmm. and how we are all doing too much there's so much going on and now we're all forced to stop being so effing busy yeah and now when we can slowly bring things and people back into our lives we get to think about well, what is it that we want to bring into our lives? What are the most important things that we bring back into our lives slowly? What are the stores that we want to go into and buy things from? Where are we spending our money? Who do we want to spend our time with? Who are we willing, you know, and not in a, in a mocking way, not in a sarcastic way, but literally who are we willing to risk our lives to spend time with? And that matters. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you think about it that way, like there are so many people that we love and that we care about and that we want to have special relationships with that something like this tests all of those things. And then only makes them stronger. Mm-hmm. Unless they were meant to break. Like if you had friends that maybe you didn't really, you know, you saw because they were around. Or you saw because it was convenient. But maybe they don't share the same values as you anymore. Maybe they don't wear masks when they go to the grocery store or anytime at all or whatever. Maybe they don't, you know, practice any social distancing at all. Maybe they don't, you know wash their hands after they go you know shake their hands with other people like this is a great time to not have those friends anymore yeah like you get to it's a great time for reflection self-reflection all that other stuff because we have that extra time yeah and like we've been talking about no one's life got easier but some things got a lot more We've gotten a lot more clarity on some things. I agree. And because no one's life got easier, we need to do a lot of things to make our lives more simple. And sometimes that means cutting some of the toxicity out. And, like, that's not easy. Right. It's never easy to, like, not be friends with people anymore or not want to hang out with people. Like it's not easy to not. I feel like the initial cut of the tie is not easy, right. but I've cut ties and it's made my life so much better so fast. Correct. <laughs> like, and I was like, Oh, well the hardest part really is just being like peace. But once you peace, it isn't that hard at well, all. Like, I mean, honestly, like all well, that part is like, if you've had way, 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 way too much to drink, and then you get sick, and you're like, oh, wow. That was so much. I feel so much better. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, oh. um, well, and, like, that's the thing is, like, 
Well, and that's like that's literal. That's literal toxicity. That's yeah. having toxic things in your life. Yeah. Um. And I think like I'm so excited to just have fresh air. I'm so excited for it to be. You know, I'm, now that we're not stuck in our houses because one we're that's we're not is. stuck in yeah. our houses, but also it's not freezing out anymore. I can literally just go outside anytime I want. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can go outside at like even eight nine o'clock at night. One, it's still light out at nine o'clock at night, and also Pretty it's awesome. still seventy or eighty degrees out, and I can just be. Yeah, and it's so great yeah. instead of it being March, and then at nine o'clock at night, it's twenty degrees and has been dark out for three hours. Yeah, I mean that that was suffocating. Yeah. Like, it was hard. It was very hard to just be at the end of winter. You've already been stuck inside. And it's like, well, now you're going to be stuck inside indefinitely. Yeah. Good luck with that. I've been hanging out on my fire escape because it's the only, <laughs> it's the only so place in the sunshine I could go. <laughs> That's so New York. I yeah, love it. Yeah, I think it might be illegal, but. Well, it's no one it's said very, it's very New York. <laughs> It's, it's, it's so New York. Put a nice little blanket out there. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, no. So what are your plans for the summer? So top priority on my list, like I've been making this in summer 2020, I will since January, like it turned 2020 and I've been adding to this list and it's obviously changed and whatever because of the past three months, but What's kind of remained on the top all has to do with like getting rid of accumulated clutter. And like it's funny we kind of talked about like getting rid of toxicity because that's kind of how I feel like it's themed. Like, so again, I registered for summer school. You know, we've been doing this remote teaching nonsense and it is what it is. And summer school this year will also be the same like it'll be virtual but they're saying you have to do a designated I think like three or four hours live you know like um uh, virtual meets with the kids like you're talking and teaching and it's a lot like now I do it but it's only like two half hours at a time and I meet with whoever shows up but like now this is like summer school technically is supposed to be more intense virtually than the past three months have been. So I honestly don't know if I want to do it. Like, I just don't know. I registered. I don't think I'll know for like another two weeks, but I might turn it down if I get it. I don't know. That's still up in the air. So fine. Summer school. But what I really want to focus on has to do with my one little word, which was home this year. And just that's the two things on top of my list are my actual home, like getting rid of, I'll be here in this apartment five years in August. So five years of accumulated clutter that needs to be addressed. And I have like this systematic thing I want to, a system like that I want to do. So first is going to be the purge kind of day or two where I am going to open every closet, drawer, box, like cabinet and like black duffel bag garbage the shit out of this apartment (laughs) so that's phase one phase two is once 
the things are out on the floor that didn't make it into a black garbage bag, reorganize the shit of wherever those are going to go. And then once those are back in place, big clean the shit out of the apartment, bleach, all that nonsense. And then the final phase is to get my sister in here, whose real calling was interior design before she did nutrition. And she's going to help me spruce up this place, like pictures and plants and just make it feel more homey. And that's my big project for the summer. Like this apartment needs to feel like home again. It feels like a dumping ground. It feels like, I don't know, like spaces are not being utilized. So, and the the fact that for three months I've been staring at all that in the face, but couldn't do anything about it because of like actual work. So that's been a big motivator. So that's top on my list is like the big purge reorg clean spruce of the space. And I kind of talked about that in our one little word episode as far as my home. We've also been looking a lot on Zillow at just future homes. So that and... Tom's moved into this home. It's a whole lot of space yeah. home stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that needs to just get settled before fall comes. So that's a big plan this summer. And I encourage my, our listeners to also kind of, what about your home? Would you want to spruce? You know, I feel like this summer's a good thing to do that. You pretty much, you don't really have much in yours. Well, I was your just garden. thinking, this is a, I really want to do the same thing because what if we're stuck in our houses again this fall? Right. I won't be able to do anything this fall. Right. Except live in it. And like, right, <laughs> if we're living in it and I mean, that was some of the things that really got me kind of stuck this, this, I guess, late spring was they stopped recycling collection for a couple of weeks. So the recycling got, you know, backed up. The yard waste got pushed back. So I couldn't, that was all messed up. Um, Everything got, all of the supply chains for like getting stuff out of my house got messed up. Like, and then I couldn't clean my garage because I couldn't get the stuff out of the garage. You know, to like the, um, the town has a big garbage thing like they have you know where you take big garbage instead of having it sit out on the curb where the garbage men take Mm -hmm. it you take it to the big garbage place where they also have extra recycling things and all that stuff right that was shut down immediately oh (laughs) where do you put all that it stayed in my garage (laughs) which meant i couldn't put my christmas tree away which meant my christmas tree was still in my house so like it it was like a backlog of like i mean it was like a traffic jam of nonsense in my house yeah, accumulated clutter, right. man. So I need, like, honestly, like everything you just said, all of that needs to happen. Because I usually, I have on my list always, every single time, and I get to it kind of by October, my garage needs to be cleaned out. Because by October, the end of October, that's when we start putting the car back in the garage. Because... It's so wonderful because then we could just walk from the house into the garage and then get in the car. Then we don't have to go outside. But during the summer, we're always using the garage as an extra space for the gardening, Mm -hmm. staging, all that stuff for just like outside stuff. And so it gets a little bit more cluttered than I'd want it to be for the fall. But if we're going to be stuck inside the house, I think you're totally right. Everything needs to go because... Again, if if supply chains get messed up in the fall, 
I'm going to want to stock up on flour. I'm going to want to stock up on yeast again, toilet paper, like all that stuff. If we see it at the store, I'm going to want to buy it because who knows if it's going to be at the store next time. And I'd rather have an organized space for that in the house than it just be like plop. Yeah, that that's it. Like everything in this house that I bring in now is plopped somewhere. And it's because the spaces that are of storage are not being utilized to the best of their ability. Yes. So Yes, yes, yes. So that's that's kind of my top. And then so that's outside home and getting that in order and getting rid of the accumulated clutter. And then inside home as well. So that's been looking like because I talked about that in the in our one little word episode for this year too back in December of like my body as my home mm-hmm. and how I stepped on the scale in December to the heaviest weight I've ever been and I was like a tens place that I've never been and was uncomfortable with but now I'm getting to a hundreds place that I'm like kind of uncomfortable with and I feel it and I physically feel tired and sluggish and Memorial Day weekend Tom's uh, family has a little house in the Hamptons. So we went from Friday to Monday. It was Memorial Day weekend, so I didn't have work Monday. And the whole weekend was spent shoveling crap into my body, like, and drinking. And, like, and it was the breaking point. Like, Monday, like, I came back Monday and was just, like, no more. Like, because honestly, since December, I've been saying to myself, oh, well, I've been writing down the food and I've been saying I'm going to try and like what, but without any specific real focus on it, right? It's kind of been up in the air. And then COVID happened and we were home and just that kind of took off course. Oh my God. Like, just routine. I, I yeah, know. And the gym shut down. <laughs> like, like all the places that were kind of keeping me hung on were gone in a race. So... So just the day after Memorial Day, my gym opened up, but only to outdoor classes with only 10 people per per class. So I, since then, have been signing on every day to register for the class. I'm one of the 10 every day at 6 o'clock in the morning. So, like, I've been already reworking stuff in the direction I want to go. By, like, September, I want to have lost about 20 pounds. I think that's very ambitious, but I'm setting the goal. If I don't, I don't. Like, I'm not – I'm at that point in my life where, like, I'm not well, uh, crazy well, about Well, one the pound a week is the, the the thing. Correct. And that's kind of my backward goal, but the number that I eventually want to use, whatever that is, is 20. Like, 20 pounds need to be shit. I, <laughs> like, well, I'm in the same place. And, like, I'm, yeah. I am not – I am an anti-diet culture person. Same. But I have been coping with food. I've been right. – and my problem is – my problem is right now I've been coping with sugar, mm. which is not great for me. Right. One, it does not do good for things for my head. But two, like, ugh, this, yeah, just being stuck in the house, man. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, I just want some friggin' dessert at night. I hear you. And I, I, I need to just, I need to just kind of kick that habit. Well, see, like, what you just said is kind of what I was doing. Like, you have so much balls in the air that then once you catch them all and you're settled you're like 
God damn, like, like I just, I just need want something. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which is completely normal to feel and but I was doing like you said it was a habit. Right. Like I was doing yes. that reaction and response for too many days in that, a row consistently. Like um, Well and like that's the thing, is like we are literally going through a collective trauma. So yeah. we are coping with cookies. And like, dude, it's better than coping with alcohol. It's better than coping with hard drugs. It's better than coping with like, you know, being abusive to other people. But also like, it would be good if I didn't. And I was talking to a friend about this, you know, a couple of weeks ago because it would be awesome for me if I could lose some weight because I would, it would make my headaches feel better. It would make my clothes fit a little bit better. I would just love to lose the, honestly, I would love to lose the weight that I put on since the election. My, you know, my Trump 20, <laughs> that, sure. that that would be the weight that I would love to lose. Sure. But also like, I don't want to lose weight because I want to lose weight because that's what women are supposed to do. Correct. Same. I just want to lose weight because it would make me feel better on a daily basis. Yeah. And like what would always make me feel better before the quarantine was like knowing I was getting up to get dressed, knowing I was presenting myself to the world. Like for me, that's a big motivating factor. Like I like to look in the mirror and feel like here I come world. Like I look and feel good, but because that element was taken away and we weren't presenting ourselves to anyone, that motivating factor for me was God. So like knowing that we'll be coming back has been a good push. The, the Memorial day freaking garbage dump that I was, was a good like what is that phrase straw that broke the camel's back like that but also like you said like my brain's been in this habit that I knew I needed something to jolt my brain in a better like you know state of mind so I right away day one on like my new healthy kind of thing I I went on Amazon, I was looking up like, you know, like health books and something that I could read that would take me along with it, right? Get my mind on the right thing. And I found this book. Do I even have it here? Yeah. So this caught my eye. Never binge again. Good reviews. And it's not a diet book. He doesn't tell you what to eat, but he tells you how to frame your own food plan. So it's not like eat this, don't eat this. He autonomously helps you create your own food plan. And this, I read the book, I, I got the book, and I audio book, like, I do that now. I did it with Elise Joy's. I think that's a great uh, plan, because you can listen to it and then flip through. I, and then flip through and notes. make my notes, yeah. and if I need a reference. So that's been my new way I read books now, is I, I buy the book to, to tag it, but then I basically listen to it and go back to reference. It's been the book I needed for all that we're talking about. Like it's great. It's a really fast read. And if you go on neverbingeagain.com, this guy, I read his backstory of, of like, he used to be obese and like, it, it, it's a great resource. So then also, okay. So I went back to the gym. I got this book and it's kind of been taking me through. I made my own food plan. And a big thing he says in it too is, and I never thought about this. Like he said things that I'm a person who has been dieting and weight watchers and whatever, you know, all that, all that shit you do when you're a teenager <laughs> that you realize isn't sustainable. Like I've done it all to maintain my weight and just be healthy again. For me, I was never a big person that I needed to lose significant amount. This is the first time in my life that like the 20 pound mark is like, to me, that feels insurmountable. Like I never had to lose that much weight for me. But like we said, we talked about this before, like being in your mid thirties, shit sticks that never stuck before your body doesn't do what it used to. But, um, 
so just things in this book, I've been working now for 20 years of my life and trying to be healthy for 20 years. Like things he said in this book have been completely different than I've ever heard of advice before. And he's been, he's a psychologist. He's been pro- like, so this is not a book from a health person. This is a book from a mind person. And I think that's which so is, much, that's so important. Yes. Yes. Because he's, it has to start with your mind before you can do anything physically, I feel. So many people start with the de- deprivation and the physical calories and all that when you haven't got your mind right. Well, and I think it's like when it is a thing that you are, like if you are binging too much, if you have, like I know right now I'm eating way too much sugar. And sugar is addictive. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you look at it like an addiction – then it is a mind thing. And you have to look at yep. it like if you were addicted to alcohol, if you were addicted to any other drug. Like, yeah, you have to want very badly to stop. And it's not yeah. just going to be a matter of, well, going from 2,000 calories to 1,800 calories every single day. Right. And, like, if that's the type of person you are, like, every single thing you do is, you know, n- numberified. Mm-hmm. then sure, maybe that will work for you. But if you're listening to this show, that's not who you are. Like, I guarantee it. Like, you don't literally, you don't go around documenting every single amount of calorie of every single thing that you eat. And I also, think like, you can sustain that forever. Right, that's, exactly. <laughs> we are busy yeah. women who don't have the time to look at the ingredient list of every single thing that we create because also we are creative and we put things together. Like if I, I cannot even imagine going through and ma- making the, the calorie list for the recipes that I create. I mean, I don't even know. We get vegetables from the CSA. I don't even know what some of the vegetables are. We got an yeah. Asian cabbage. I don't even know. <laughs> okay. I, I have no idea. I was like, oh, Asian cabbage? That goes in wontons and spring rolls so that's what we're gonna make and so like how do you calculate the calories for like homemade spring rolls right and that's so that's kind of what he's saying it's that he gives you four categories to put your food plan and and health behavior into like things and food that you'll never do or eat things that are food that you'll always do or eat conditional so like my new conditional is I'll only drink on the weekends so like instead of every day pounding back like what wine that I was doing on quarantine Monday through Thursday I'm not letting myself have any so that's one of my conditional examples and then um and then unrestricted what is just food that is like you'll be able to eat it whenever so once you frame your plan into whatever works for you in those four categories then he says, then he just gives you like mind tricks on how to stick to it. And what I, so I highly recommend it. Never binge again. But like what I loved about it too and realized about it too is he approached it in a very similar way my OCD anxiety treatment approached it. Where they tell you anxiety happens, it's an alarm, but the gatekeeper part of you, and he, he explains it in the book as like all the different parts of the brain, like the reptilian brain and the mammalian brain and whatever. But he's like, 
just like my OCD treatment separated it, the anxiety alarmist part of you and the you that's the gatekeeper that makes the decisions and does the, you know, keeps to your agenda. This book kind of did that too, where he separated that binge part of you that's like, but I got to have chocolate and I got to have like the alarmist kind of reactions your body has. And then the part of you that's, 100% committed to the food plan you created and how he walks you through like how to it's amazing it's it's helped tremendously so now now I read this book I read the book on his story of how he got to know how to do this book and I'm plowing through every other book in the series like there's 45 binge triggers there's 101 foods like I love this series so that's that's my pitch on this that's awesome I love that I really do right and so, so that's kind of what I'm going into this summer with too like the knowledge from this book and I've been um doing like a health journal on my blog that I'm gonna post periodically like it's just been this running behind the scenes health journal me very Julia and Julia style you know like just writing things I'm learning and whatever. And that's been helping too. Like I'm learning how to use my blog to kind of help with goals too. I love that. Yeah. So those are my two big ones. That's what this, uh, and everything else littered around. I want to finish December Daily 2019, you know, like the little stuff that we've been talking about. Totally. But those are my big ones. So Those are really great. I'll, I'll keep you updated. So talk to me. So Awesome Ladies Live, what do you got going on? July, August, and are you Kristen land? Go. So I <laughs> made the decision to post postpone Awesome Ladies Live until yeah. next year Um, for a couple of reasons. One, we still don't have the, you know, it still wouldn't necessarily be legal for us to hold Awesome Ladies Live here in Michigan. We're not past that phase. Right. And I didn't want to you know, hold off canceling it until we got there and it'd be like two weeks before Awesome Ladies Live and then be like, cancel. I wanted to give people as much time as possible leading up to it. You know, people have travel plans. People are coming from all over the country. And I didn't want to be like two weeks before, one week before, oh, say, sorry, you know, we can't do it still. So that was the one thing. The other thing is that even if we could have a socially distanced version of Awesome Ladies Live, Awesome Ladies Live is about coming together. Awesome Ladies Live is about connection. Awesome Ladies Live is about making new friends and very selfishly. This one is literally all about me. I didn't want to have Awesome Ladies Live if I couldn't hug people. Right. It's all about IRL and <laughs> in real life. And Jeff made this point of like, do you really want to have a retreat if people can't share supplies? And like, I was like, oh God, what? You know, if you're all sitting at a table and you can't share scissors, what, like, what is that? That's not, that's yeah. not a retreat. Yeah. And like, it, yes, it would have been nice for everyone to come together and see each other and wear masks and it would have been adorable to sit in tables and, but that's not Awesome Ladies Live. Yes, I think that's the big motivator, which I think is like 
that's such a good decision. Like, good for you. But also, like, any event, like, let's say we were completely COVID-free forever starting July 1st, like, and you could have had it. That was so ambiguous and you never would have known it and you lost all those planning months. Like, I feel like because, like no one should, even if we were allowed to and we could hug and it was fine, like, how do you still have an event when you didn't know three months ago if it was going to happen? Right. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, that's why I made the decision, like, two weeks ago mm. because that's what I said. I can't have it up in the air and then there are, you know, the shipping of things and supply chains on that way right. of, like, Am I going to be able to get everyone's supplies here? Um, it just, it didn't make sense. And then there are people coming from all over the place and there are places that are spiking now. Yeah. And so do we want those people traveling to have, you know, they have even more of a burden. So I didn't want, I wanted it to be fair and equitable for every single person because that's, you know, that's what Awesome Ladies is all about. You know, equity, fairness, being part of a group just you know your life matters your story matters no matter who you are and that's what awesome ladies live is about you know come to this place because no matter who you are you're welcome mm -hmm. and if you're traveling then it puts even more of a burden on you of like well if you're driving, then you have to stop at all of the gas stations and the rest stops. If you're flying, then you have to go through a freaking airport. And that's scary. And it's stressful. And it has anxiety. Like, it's, it just, it didn't make sense for my people. Mm -hmm. It didn't make sense for me. And everyone is very excited about next year. Yeah. I'm And so it's thrilled. such a... It's such an exhale experience. Yes. You're just like, <sighs> and I feel like I know if it would have been a very like tight kind of stressful thing if it and it wouldn't have been an exhale, right? And that's <laughs> that's such a that's such a great way of putting it. Is that it's such yeah. a you come to Awesome Ladies Live and you are filled with enough like wonder and excitement and friendship to last you the year. I didn't want people to come and be so overwhelmed with anxiety and not get that fulfillment. It's just not, again, it's just not Awesome Ladies Live. Yeah. And so yeah, instead of totally. doing that, you know, here in East Lansing in person that weekend, I'm going to do an online book of me boot camp, which I love that. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be the same weekend. We're going to have stuff. That's going to, it's going to be run very similarly. There'll be a welcome on Friday night. There's going to be classes on Saturday. There's going to be some classes on Sunday. And we will have a whole weekend filled with fun stuff. So everyone who had the weekend scheduled for some stuff, we will have some stuff going on. It will be fantastic. It will be awesome. And that will be really exciting. So I'm very excited about that. Um... I'm also going to be hosting in late August, we talked about this earlier, um, a week-long summit, and I will have more details on that soon. So uh, it's going to be the week of August 17th, so mark your calendars for that, ladies. It's going to be fantastic, and I'll have more details on that soon. And then the thing that is 
taking up most of my summer, which is, I think, really awesome, is every weekday at noon, I am teaching a Daily Pages lesson. It is... I started doing it in April as a workshop. It was called 30 Days of Showing Up. And it changed. It just changed everything for me. I love doing it so much. I love the community. I love everyone who shows up every day. I love that we have this grounding ritual. It. Go ahead. Some of the one, some of the daily pages from the the your students, I guess that that you've posted or I've seen posted, are so amazing. And like because I talked to you about like what daily pages is for you and and kind of how easy you try to make it be, just like as a habit. Like I know that that didn't take like hours and hour like you know what I mean like some daily pages I see and I'm like oh that quote or that image or that whatever and I'm like so impacted like I love that I scrolled it that I scrolled past it and like saw it on my feed and I'm like god that was probably like it took like like no effort at all almost right and it, <laughs> like and it's yeah. so it's such an easy thing to do and then it becomes part of your life and then it becomes even easier yeah. And it's so much fun, and it's part of the Awesome Ladies membership, which is, I mean, it's so reasonable. It's $18 a month, or I came up with this new quarterly, I'm very proud of myself, I came up with a new quarterly job, membership, and everyone loves the quarterly membership, and so I'm going to be Yay. doing, I'm going to be doing these classes at least through the end of August, mm -hmm. because who knows what September is going to look like, mm -hmm. basically who knows what anything is going to look like, <laughs> which is, yeah. but I'm obsessed with these lessons. Every noon... They are somewhere from like a half an hour to like 45 minutes. We do a little show and tell at the end. You can be on video. You don't have to be on video. You can show your thing. You don't have to work on anything. You can just come watch me do my daily page. Um, it is just so much fun. Yeah. And then all of the videos are recorded and saved and put in the Awesome Ladies website on the blog so even if you miss a day or even if you can't come at noon, everything's up there. And it's been it's been such an amazing way for people to dive into the community because people are creating things every day. And I just love I love getting to see everyone and I love getting to see everyone's creations and the way that their style grows. And I guess I guess the other thing is, like, if somebody told me when I was, like, you know, 14 or 15 that I would just be teaching daily art classes every day, I would have laughed at them. I would have <laughs> been like, you're funny. That's a funny thing. You're just going to be teaching daily art classes on the internet every day. Um, but, no, this is this is the best thing. It is so wonderful. I love it so much. And for our listeners who might think that's, like, out of the range for them, like, in a few sentences, like, how did that happen? It went from, like, doing it yourself. It went from, like, loving paper 20 years ago. Right, yeah, no, I just kept ago. doing it. Yeah, until it evolved into this space where, like, it makes sense for you and your business now. Right. I literally just kept putting one foot in front of the other. I've tried so many things. I mean, so many things I've tried that I, I hated. 
I mean, there's things that I've tried that I made money on and I hated. There's things that I've tried that I've loved and didn't make money on. There's things that I've tried that I have made money on that I like. And, like, this is one that I've now... I love. I'm... Sustainable. It is. It is sustainable. I'm making money on it. And in a way that feels good. I am providing a service to people who want the service. I, you know, the community is amazing. Everyone is so wonderful. We have such a great group of women. And it's such a, it's such a diverse group of women in the Awesome Ladies Project. There's no drama. There's no, like, BS. Everyone loves everyone. It's probably because I don't tolerate any BS, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But also everyone knows that I love them. Like, everyone knows yeah. that, you know, come into my community, you know, because I want you there. And, like, that's yeah. – come and you learn from me and come and we'll be friends. And that's – like, that's why you sign up for the Awesome Ladies Project is because, you know, I'm there teaching you lessons every single day. Yeah, I've been seeing – you know, I'm a big – I was – a big part of the planner community and I still, you know, do my planner thing by myself. But like, that's a community that I've just heard so much drama. Like it's just lately too. It's just been, there's so much drama around like whose planner's good and who's like, it's just so refreshing to know that you can go to a place and be, and like, that's another thing about the daily pages is that it's a, you're getting the whoever signs up with you is like getting a twofold thing they're getting this like easy way to be creative every day and like in the moment express themselves like that but then they're getting like easy creative content to share and then they you know they're they're seen as a creative person and a creative presence and like you know when I scroll through some things I'm like god so inspiring like thank you you artists like you're an artist if you make a pay so like it's just and then threefold is you're getting like a support and a safe place. Like yes. there's so many, there's so many creative things that I see out there that I'm like, oh God, if I was just starting out in the planning community, like I would not want to join. Like it's like so catty. Well, and we have like, there are so many women in the Awesome Ladies Project that are literally brand new, like brand new, like mm-hmm. brand, brand new, have never scrapbooked a day in their life. And then there are women in the Awesome Ladies Project who like me have been scrapbooking for 20 years. And so, like, no matter what your experience, you are absolutely welcome. You can absolutely do this. Like, yeah. and I'm here to help. And that's, yeah. I, I love it. I love it so much. This is what, like, I love doing. Yeah. And it's easy and it's fun and anyone can do it. You All you need is a notebook. And then literally whatever nonsense you have around the house. And like we said, we all have so much nonsense around your house. Like, whether you have yeah. magazines, like, junk mail. You don't even need, like, scrapbook supplies. <laughs> you just need junk. And we have junk. I mean, so many companies, like, this is what, one of the things that I've been saying. So many companies spend so much money on graphic design, on marketing, that you can just take that stuff and turn it into beautiful yeah. stuff. Like, you don't need to go supplies, out and yeah. buy, like, specific paper crafting supplies to do paper crafting. Right. All you need is a notebook and adhesive and a pen and you can participate and make something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's so like one of my favorite things is to watch everybody and then see their style 
like happen like their mm-hmm. specific style it's like oh my god i it, it's so good it's it's wonderful it makes me it just i love them i love all of my people so much i love them they're wonderful yay so any like personal creative plans of like projects you want to do or finish yes. this summer yes 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 i bought citrus twist um the the, the traveler's notebook albums mm-hmm. and i'm gonna do project life in them Nice. Because for I, summer, like a summer project. Like. I'm going to go back and do all of 2020 because I don't have any, like, uh, chronological scrapbooking. And I want yeah. that. I want, like, yeah. I want the coronavirus documented, but I'm, I'm doing it monthly. And so even yeah. if I have, like, one three by eight for February or January, yeah. that's fine. Right. I just want something. Yeah. So I have that. It's yellow. I mean, I got some Kelly Perky. I got the Kelly Perky coronavirus stuff. Love it. I'm Me too. Stickers. Obsessed. Um, and there's been some amazing Black Lives Matters uh, yeah. stuff. And so even if I don't put in like a ton of pictures, I just want that, you know, you know, my year in 2020 or our year mm-hmm. in 2020, because I have not been scrapbooking like Jeff and me family stuff for a yeah. while. So I'd love to start doing like that again. I love it. I've been doing that kind of thing in my passion planner, which has just been working. But I do want this summer to be able to share more of it than I have the past six months. And then like maybe take some video. I don't know. I've been really into video lately. So like creatively, I hope to work that in. But that's not top priority. Like, let me get my content out there. But once a week or once every two weeks, if something gets sprinkled in there. I love it. I'm hoping I could do that. Yeah. And then the podcast is going to go through a bunch of changes, but we'll talk about that next week. The podcast is <laughs> going to go through changes. Um, yeah. This is going to be our last Monday episode. <gasps> I know. I know, guys. <laughs> we are changing. Our lives have changed. Yeah. We are now people who do things on the weekends. So Monday morning episodes are going to change to Wednesday morning episodes. Yes, so you can listen to all your other podcasts Monday and Tuesday, and when you're at a podcast by Wednesday, you'll have ours. Yep. So this is our last <laughs> Monday episode, and then our next what episode is going to come out on June 24th. We'll be back with another episode, and we'll see you guys on Wednesday, June 24th. We will head over to After Chatter on Patreon and chat about some fun stuff. You can support the show by heading over to patreon.com slash craftiestfemale. And we love you so much. We think that you guys are capable badasses who can do so many things. You guys are amazing. We love you. And we will catch you next week on Wednesday. Have an amazing week. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys.